Hey, little boomers, when the cannons fire, why not have a glass of high bank whiskey war in your hands? All their top selling spirits are available during CBJ games. Support your city and the Columbus Blue Jackets with high bank spirits. Drink local, drink high bank. Proud partners with the Columbus Blue Jackets and your CBJ artillery. Also, to get into the games, to drink your high bank, check out SeaGeek.com or download the app. Uh, type in our promo code CBJ for $20 off your first time purchase. That's SeatGeek.com or download the app. Type in our promo code CBJ for $20 off your first time purchase. Let's get going. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to episode 118 of the Artillery Podcast. It's a Sunday, Epi. We told you be we told you we'd be back, and we're back for another Sunday episode. What's up? It's me and Kyle. Warren is dead. Ben Where's is ben? in Vegas, so he's probably dead as well. Cool. Um, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Unless it's Ben dying. Unless ben, it's Ben dead. His body won't. Actually, come back it'll here. probably stay there. What do you think they'll just leave him out there? Probably. He's probably buried in he's, the desert by that's now. That's what I'm saying. It's probably like some breaking bad shit where you know where he's in the desert just we'll never in see a hole. Him again. Probably Ben. Ben will listen to this one, I bet, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> R.I.P. in peace, Ben. It's been real, bud. Yeah. Uh, but hey, things you love to see. Elvis in Vegas getting a shutout, baby. You love to see it. 3-0, Jackets get the dub in the T-Mobile arena. And I wasn't expecting a shutout. I wasn't expecting a shutout. I was expecting a good game. Um, I think I said on our last podcast that we would win the game in overtime. So obviously this, this, uh, is a lot better than that. Yes. So I will take that. And, uh, who better to to do it in Vegas than Elvis? Elvis entered your building and he left with two points. And a shutout. And a shutout. I'm here for it, baby. The only downside of last night was the Islanders lost in overtime. So they also got a point. We're not going to catch the Islanders, I don't think. So, not that big of a deal. Uh, Where are the Islanders at in the standings right now? They are third in the Metro with fifty-eight points. So we could catch them. We have fifty-two now. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's not it's it's not likely. We could. Uh, Well, if if we continue the pace we're at, yeah, we could probably catch them. We probably could. Does that mean that I'm putting the plug back in the wall, Kyle? That's your call. I don't think that you should. <laughs> you don't think I think I you should? should stick to your guns. Stick to my guns. The the last time that you didn't stick to your guns, you were one hundred percent wrong. Okay. You said this team was going to be in the off season before the season started. You said this team was going to be so five hundred by Christmas. I know. And then you changed your mind before Christmas. I know. And they are now killing it. So what you're saying is, if I put the plug back in the wall and they start to lose, it'll it's be your my, fault. It's my fault. So I would just leave it so out. So I can I cannot publicly put the plug back in the wall. Can you please just keep shitting on this team? <laughs> I, I'm not shitting on this team. I'm just in awe of what's happening, and I love I love seeing it. It's actually we have crazy. no we have tw- oh, nearly twenty four million dollars, twenty four million dollars of cap space on, on the, the injured reserve. Yeah. That's crazy. We've lost. 223 we have 223 man games lost you know what's crazy about that though is that we're not even first in the nhl with that who is boston boston dear god boston's like there's the 65 team. points on the season damn that's crazy <laughs> yeah no it's it's absolutely insane what's happening um and i think any doubts of especially from your perspective kyle of a 
goaltending problem has been those have any doubts have been put to bed there because Elvis has come in in a big way. Let's not all lie to ourselves here. When when Corpy got hurt during the Chicago game, you terrified. Everybody was terrified. Twitter was just a dumpster fire. Everyone said that's it. This is over. And I mean, you you, you can't d- deny the fact that Elvis had a very rough start to the season. Oh yeah, the I think his first game ever in the season, he what it was 7 to 2. He put up, he gave up seven goals to Pittsburgh, I think. Yeah. And you know, he he hadn't he had never won a game until Corpy went down. And what was the very next game that he that he, I mean, he had he got thrown on the fire? Yeah, I don't remember. Well, I know he came in against Edmonton at home. He didn't get a that wasn't his first start at home cuz Corpy started and sucked. And Elvis came in in relief just to kind of, you know, get Corpy out of there because he was getting bombarded. Uh, and Corpy went 19 for 19 on saves when he well, came I'm, in. Yeah, I'm talking like his first start post-Corpy being on the IR. Mm. I don't remember. Either that way. Was an, I think we lost that, didn't we? No, we won it. That Did was, we? Yeah, he came out. Oh, that was Florida Panthers. Duh. Oh, yeah, that that's was, right. Yeah, that was his first uh, first start back against Bobrovsky. I knew that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think anybody saw this, really. Um, obviously management knew what Elvis was capable of, but I think as fans, all we really come to know of Elvis was his first couple starts and his relief spots for Corpy at the beginning of the season. And now we're just, we're seeing him just absolutely lights out, shuts out a very good Vegas team in Vegas. Um, tough place to play. (laughs) The boys are rolling, man. It's, it's fun to watch right now just because we're, I think, a lot of this fan base, myself included, uh, are going into these games expecting to win now. Before, you know, we were kind of going in like, eh, maybe we can squeak this out against decent teams, but now we're going in expecting to win, and they're and they're stepping up and doing that. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens when all of these injuries start coming, all these injured guys start coming back. Yeah, no, we've talked about it. It's going to be very interesting to see where uh, the guys that are on the IR uh, where where they'll be placed on this roster or in this team. I mean, and I talked about it last podcast where I think this is the best position this team's been in all season because you can, now you know the depth of your organization, and now Yarmo can probably pull and swing a couple trades to maybe bring in a forward that can consistently score. Right. Um, right now we're seeing, you know, the, the guys scoring more of a, you know, as a team, there's not that one guy that's blowing it out of the water. Um, I'm not saying we need that, but I am saying that, you know, it definitely adds some depth, especially if, you know, we plan to make a run in the playoffs, which is, I mean, I won't put the plug back in for sake of the Jackets turning a corner and start losing, but I will say we're looking pretty good right now to get in there. We're currently, we have 52 points tied with uh, Philly for the last wild card. They do hold the tiebreaker. They have more regulation wins for now, but yeah, I mean, this this team is it's it's impressive right now. I I just don't know how the hell it's still happening. I don't either. It's it's um we got guys stuff. I mean, Eric Robinson has really stepped out. He should have had a breakaway goal last night. He created his own breakaway by just blowing by a defender. Yeah. Um what are your thoughts on Robinson being down on the fourth line? I'm okay with it, only because he's not a grinder at all. He's I think he's meant to play like one. Um, but he's not. He's he's a skill guy. 
with a lot of speed. He reminds me of Connor McDavid a little bit on how his how he uses his speed. That's a bold comparison. It's it's not he's obviously not as good as Connor McDavid, but the way that he plays reminds me of Connor McDavid because he uses his speed to get around defenders. Yeah. He's good with the puck. And when he gets close to the goaltender, he has good puck control and can get it by one. Now Flurry had a lucky save on him last night on that breakaway he caught. Yeah. Barely got it with his pad, but it should have been a goal. Yeah. I mean Flurry stops that one, but then he lets in the Winberg goal. I, I know, mean, seriously. What the hell is kidding that? me? But I mean, Duclair tried to do the same thing for us last year. He, you know, he used his speed. He's the fast guy on the team when he was here last year. He'd get around a defender, and then, but when he got close to the goaltender, he would just kind of have a meltdown. He, it looked I wouldn't like. say Robinson had a meltdown there. No, no, no. Oh, Duclair. you're talking about Flurry. Flurry. Duclair. Oh, Duclair. Sorry. When, when we had him last Clearly year, I was not paying attention. He would to do the same saying. thing and, and kind of use that speed. Um, but. Once he got too closer to the goaltender, he'd either fall over. I mean, that's how we got the goal of the year last <laughs> yeah. year was him he falling just, over. All he did was fall. And now we're now where's he at this year? Uh, he is doing very well. <laughs> yeah, I think he did a I he had a hat trick against I us. Think he's over twenty goals too. He's got to be. Yeah, but Ottawa. I mean, look at Ottawa. Though. Who do they have? Yeah, that's all pretty much they have. To be fair, Duclair was probably that good last year, but didn't get enough ice time because you got guys like Artemi Panarin and Cam Atkinson and Dubois and. Riley Nash, Boone Jenner, I can keep going, that were better than him, that are better yeah. than him. Yeah. That's fair. It's a fair assessment. I mean, Ottawa doesn't have those kind he of just, players. I mean, he didn't have – there was just no room for him here in Columbus at the time, and I still don't think that he would fit well with the team. But that's, Right. I agree. Know, that's another topic for another day. Um, so I saw ESPN Power Rankings came out uh, recently, and I would, I would arguably say that the Jackets are the hottest team in the NHL. Is that a fair assessment? I think it's a fair assessment. What are we, 14, 15, 2, and 4 in the last? I'm going to take your word for it. I'm not going to fact check it, but it seven, sounds right. It something sounds like that in, in our last however many games that is. It seems um, like the only team that, we can, that we're losing to is San Jose, which is I don't understand at all. And Pittsburgh, but that's fine. Pits, we lost to Pittsburgh in overtime at the beginning of this. That's points. just you know we expect to lose to Pittsburgh every year and for that's, whatever yeah. reason. It was just as long as we don't see them in the playoffs. Yeah. I found the man game – Whatever the man game losses, yeah. whatever it's called, two twenty three, uh, right? Pittsburgh has the most with once. This was from a couple of days ago. Pittsburgh, they they have been pretty injury. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Winnipeg, Detroit, Vancouver, and then us. That's surprising. So we How have many a lot guys of we have out. We have a lot of guys out, but I maybe they I, maybe according to the NHL or whoever does these stats, they don't have as much of an impact. If that makes any sense, yeah. Which I think is how man games are. I don't know how that's calculated. I mean, but apparently just, Crosby had a huge impact on Pittsburgh's. No, numbers. I mean, man games lost is just literally a game that you don't have with one of your players. Okay, that makes sense. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you were. I don't know. I don't know what uh, thoughts you were thinking there. I'm thinking too hard, is I, what I'm. I doing. think you were. Yes, uh, but no. So ESPN Power Rankings uh, they came out a couple days ago. They have us at 19th. Right now, hottest. I mean, I would say hottest team in the league. They have us at nineteenth. We have beaten an incre- an insane amount of the teams in front of us, and we're at nineteenth. I just feel like repeatedly, over and over, that Columbus just kind of gets disrespected around the league every single year. Good. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad. We're we fly under the radar. You know, I think that's great. I think last year we had higher expectations because we had guys like Panarin and Bobrovsky. And later in the season, 
Um, it's a, we're coming up on the year anniversary of the trade for Matt Duchesne. Is it's, it already coming we're up? We're coming up on it pretty close. It was right after the All-Star break. Okay. So we yeah. got him. Um, but I've, even after we got Duchesne to Zingle, um, McQuaid even, uh, the expectations were through the roof for this team because we have all this talent. But now I think we're flying under the radar with we have talent, but not any, nobody knows about it. I would even arguably say that, yeah, we were more expected to do things last year, but I would even venture to say that we still didn't get a lot of respect around the league from from national correspondents, from NHL pundits, from you know, and it even in the even the NHL itself. So I feel like for whatever reason, Columbus just has this thing where. People don't take us seriously, and then, bam, we're in the playoffs again. Yeah, I don't get it at all. I mean, and on, again, I'm fine with it just because I don't want to be the talk of the league. Then everybody's you're, everybody has their eyes on you. Everybody's scouting you more, I guess. Especially it, with a young team that we have. Right. That type of pressure, I feel like. I think the reason this team is so successful is because we have all these young guys that aren't – they don't have any expectations for this team themselves. I mean, obviously they do. They want to make the playoffs, but this is a bunch of AHL guys – that are just happy to be in the league right now and happy to be playing for this team and doing everything they can to stay on the team. And I honestly think that's the reason for this success. The reason we weren't doing well at the beginning of the season, why you pulled the plug, is because all of these veterans that we have is, we're just sending it in, it seemed like, compared to what we're seeing now. Yeah. No, I mean that that's the one of the biggest reasons I pulled the plug was A, the veterans that we had on this team were not performing, were not playing. Uh, B, we had just lost to Bobrovsky and the Panthers. We had just lost to Panarin and the Rangers. It was just that whole stretch of week where it was just... just didn't feel good. It was just bad. They, they, they looked so lethargic. They just seemed like they didn't care out there. I mean, those were big games for this franchise to make a statement that us losing you two big superstars didn't affect us at all. We're going to continue to play how we play. And they just came out and they shit themselves. And then on top of that, we were we got you know bit with the injury bug, so... I think nearly almost everybody, I would say, argue. I mean, for the most part, probably pulled the plug or they knew that the season was probably over. And we've just seen this resurgence to what you're saying, these AHL guys getting an opportunity, and they are completely seizing that opportunity. We are beating the best teams in the league. We beat Boston. We beat Washington. We're beating, you know, we beat Vegas to shut them out at home. I mean, and we're also beating the, some bad teams, but we're, you know. Good, As we should be. Exactly. Good teams are supposed to beat the bad teams. So. This run we're going on is absolutely incredible. And, you know, we're on, I think we're on pace for 93, 94 points on the season, which would put us right there flirting with the playoff spot. You love to see it. Um, I mean, that's probably good for a wild card spot, especially in the Metro. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Elvis playing out of his mind. When Corpy comes back, I think he'll go back to our number one. But knowing that we have Elvis as a solid backup where we don't have to overuse Corpy all the time. I mean, this team might be built for a, a run this year, which is which insane? is absolutely insane because every single pundit had its lumped in like the bottom three of the league this year before the season even started. So it's absolutely it's mind blowing what's happening. If you think about it, though, our off season, what we talked about in the off season was that this team is not going to be as bad as everybody thinks they are, and we did. We yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Granted, with without me pulling the plug during that that really bad week we had, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you, myself, Warren, we all were a big proponent of that. You know, theoretically, all we lost was Panarin. I mean, I think we all knew, we kind of knew that Corpy, you know, had it in him, but we, you know, he we had failed. We haven't really truly seen him in a. He starting hasn't proved role. himself as a starter. Yeah. Yet. So like, 
Now he has. Yeah. No All-star kidding. Corpy. All-star Corpy, baby. So, yeah, I mean, it's... We all we all knew on paper this team had what it takes. But at the same time, we were talking about all the guys that are on the injured reserve list. <laughs> so it's kind of like it's flip-flop. Like it's, you know, we're seeing the depth of the organization, which is great. I'm just hoping once all these guys come back off the IR that, you know, that what they're seeing develop in front of them lights a fire under their ass so they don't come back out like they did at the beginning of the season. Here, I mean, so what do, what do we do? What does Yarmo do if these guys come out and just – are flat again i mean does he start trading people trades man i mean what what do you, if cam comes out and just does nothing for four or five games before the deadline do you trade cam i think cam is somebody you hang on to i think uh yeah, I mean, he's too valuable to this franchise i think to let go i think and, and we is saw we, we we saw cam turn it on before he got hurt um so i'm hoping he can pick up where he left off um, I have seen Josh Anderson's name float, floating around a lot for potential trades. Murray. I think a lot of people like that big body physical presence. And and it's not to say he's going to get traded because, I mean, obviously I love Josh, but if there is something out there that works for this team to where, you know, we've, we've seen the depth of our organization now where, you know, I don't want to get rid of – I don't want Robinson to be scratched anymore. I don't want Stanley to go back to Cleveland. I want to keep Gerby up here. So there's opportunity for potential trades, and I think Yarmo kind of – if these guys, if these guys do come back flat, there might be some moves made, and I think there should be some moves made. I think honestly. we're getting to the point where when's the trade deadline? Do you know? Uh, January twenty fourth, maybe. I know. Yeah, it's like late January, um, beginning of February, somewhere around there. We're getting to the point now where this team's doing well enough and have positioned themselves into the into the playoff race. Which, first of all, just let that sink in. Playoff race. A month ago, we're in it. A month ago today, <laughs> everybody listening to this podcast. Dude, did you actually think to yourself we would be tied for a wild card spot at this point? Yeah, at this point, and if you say yes, you're today, probably lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. I and, didn't think there yeah. was any way. Anyway, um, well, we're getting to the point in the playoff race where you know if we keep playing like this, we're Yarmo's going to have to make some moves before the trade deadline to make this team better to make a playoff run. This is the same position we were in last year with the players that we had last year making trades at the deadline to get a playoff run going to get a team together to make a run and i think that's where we're at and i don't maybe they don't need anybody else because of the way they're playing right now but yeah i mean i love to see i i would hate to see josh anderson go somewhere but i think we could get some very good pieces pieces plural you said you saw something going around with ryan nugent hopkins for possible yeah i saw a rumor i heard a cup from a couple sources a rumor about um, trade to the Oilers, it would have been Ryan Nugent Hopkins and a second and third round pick for Josh Anderson. So get some picks back in the exactly in which town. for Columbus, I think that is a really good trade for the Oilers. Not such a good trade, so I don't know that it'll actually happen. Yeah, because that's a lot to give up for a guy like Anderson who hasn't all really proved like himself. There's nothing factual there to really. No, it's yeah. just a rumor I've heard from a source. I'm not going to give away the source, but source. Um. Yeah, I, I if that happened, honestly, it would I would hate to see Andy go, but at the same time, that is a hell of a return for someone like him. Yeah, and, I, and you know it's you know Ryan Nugent Hopkins isn't you know obviously he's not a superstar, but he is a good good enough forward that he could add some scoring depth to the team, which is nice. But yeah, he um, he's a second third line guy. I mean, he'd be he'd come in and play over Winberg and Riley Nash. He'd, yeah, he'd probably give Winberg a nice healthy scratch every night. I would not be mad about that. 
That's Winberg. I think we need to deal Winberg and probably Josh Anderson if we want to make a run this year. It's going to – Yarmo will have to work some serious magic for a team to take Winberg in that, that contract. He's got a big – I mean, I feel like Winberg could dollars, do well with another team. Maybe. It, it could be another William Carlson situation where – I don't think you know, so. You, sometimes you need a new environment. I don't think he was going to go – he's not going to go off like Carlson, but, you know, he so can maybe – he's going to score 15 this year? Hey, he's got three. If Corpy wanted to get hurt, my my prediction was looking better and better every day. Corpy for Vesna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he was he was flirting with the top couple top couple spots in the league in terms of goaltending. So yeah, he was up there, and I can't. I, it's so stupid that he got hurt. I hate that for him so much because he was he was tied for second in the league in wins. Yeah, when he got hurt, he could have. I hate to look back on it and say could have done this, could have done that, but. It just it, it was just the the whole Chicago ending just was absolutely terrible. It should have never happened. I hate Chicago. But we're also we're you know we're also seeing the emergence of Elvis and his confidence and his abilities that we did not see at the beginning of the season. So so when do we see Kev Lennox? Uh, that's a good question because I mean obviously you can't start. I mean I don't think you can start Elvis every single game until Corpy gets <laughs> better. I get but you mean you could if there's enough breaks. I mean we've seen him already start back to backs. Um, if there's enough days in between games, I mean we very well could see Elvis start all, all these games till Corby comes back. You think we'll see him against Boston? Oh, for sure, Elvis. I mean it's Tuesday. He's a couple days off. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see him. We'll see him again for Boston Wednesday. For sure. even. Is there a back to back? No. Yeah. Is it Tuesday Thursday? It's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday Thursday. Yeah. Gotcha. But no, I'd be. Be interesting to see that. I don't know, but uh, and I mean another interesting thing that I think that can uh, set us up for. Uh, I mean, around the trade deadline, especially when acquiring players, we have ten million dollars of unused cap space, and we're doing this. Think about this: we're, a, we have ten million dollars of unused cap space. B, we have twenty-four million dollars of cap uh, of cap hit on the IR. So that's. Right there, it's $34 million essentially not being used. And we're doing all of that. We're winning all these games minus $34 million. That's really insane to think about. Yeah, it is. But I would say moving forward, like, you know, if your armor was to make some type of moves, and um, obviously we're playing great. Maybe we don't need to make big acquisitions. Maybe we just, you know, some depth pieces because I think it'll help us if we do get to the playoffs. But. Having ten million dollars of available space, I think, is huge for this. I agree. For this moving forward, I think the only mistake that Yarmo could make here um, is if he went out and tried to deal for a superstar. Honestly, I think that is what would be the the death mark on this team. Is I, I I don't want him if he's going to go out for some type of star, uh, uh, you know, like a one or a one a one guy or a one line guy or a second line guy. It's got to be somebody that has a couple years on his contract. Kind of like how we like we acquired Panarin, yes. Um, where we, you know we had some years on his contract to where, you know, we I I want to guarantee that he's going to be here for a couple of years. That way we don't have to give away so much. Then you know have him potentially walk away again as, as you know kind of like Duchesne, contract year didn't sign him with us. Oh, and they will uh, walk away. Nobody wants to play here. <laughs> apparently, yeah. Except for Nyquist. Night. <laughs> Seriously, Nyquist wanted to come. Yeah, here. no, That's... he did, and that that keeps getting overshadowed because even hell, even I. When when we signed him, I was so distraught over Panarin and Duchesne leaving that I I just never really thought about it. And he's come in, and he, Nyquist has had a very significant impact on this team. I would 
not I, I would honestly say that he may be one of the best free agent signings this team has ever made in the history of this franchise. That's a that's a bold it's a I mean look move. at it though. Look at what he's done. Yeah. How he's transformed his even his line. I would say Nathan Horton, but he only played like ten games with us. <laughs> that's fair. At the time it was a great signing and like for him to come to Columbus. It was huge, but then he had like his back issue, and then we could he could never play again. Boo! Yeah, that sucked. Fuck you for having a back issue. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck you for having a, a back issue that you can't control. Yeah, screw you, man. <laughs> I quist, I, I'm serious. Now, if if I'm wrong, somebody please tweet me and tell me that I'm wrong. But I honestly believe that Nyquist is top three, top two free agent signing in the history of this franchise. It's a, yeah, I mean, at the time, I wouldn't have, have thought it. I mean, I would say maybe top five, but I think it's definitely... It wasn't at the time. He's but made a significant impact on this team. and I mean, his passing is and his ice vision is is probably, the, I mean, best on the team. It's he up ha- there. He has some yeah. of the best passes. Him and I, as much as Winberg has good, he sees the ice well. He's just not good at getting the puck where he wants it to go. We were talking about this before the podcast. Uh, uh, speaking of Winberg and his goal he had versus Vegas... Do you think Marc Andre Fleury was just was just so surprised <laughs> that he didn't actually pass it, and that's why he was just the goal kind of just went in? He's probably surprised that he didn't send it to the net <laughs> behind the behind the goal, the the safety netting. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been surprised. I think it too. was somebody was coming down with Winberg. I, well, maybe it was Jones. I I forget. But, uh, I mean, he was pretty much there to where Winberg could have made the pass. And I really think Flurry like knew his scouting report was ready to go lateral to wait for the. I yeah. really think that was the case. I I just don't think he was expecting Winberg to shoot it. Yeah, it was, that probably should have been a routine save. Yeah, because that that was like very Nick Foligno goal through five hole esque, <laughs> where it, for Flurry like it would it should have been just stopped. throw it on net and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, he did. He definitely threw a knuckleball in there. He get it right underneath the pad of Flurry. But I mean, I was surprised when he scored it. I didn't think there was any way in hell that was going in. And here we are. But hey, it didn't. It actually, the goal didn't actually matter. The game winning goal was scored in the second period, first period. Well, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that goal just was nice just to, whatever. It's nice to get the continued three, insurance. Three goals on the season for good old Winnie. There, he's uh, he has th- <laughs> <laughs> three times more hey, goals than he did last season. My prediction: fifteen goals. He's he's going to go on a hot streak here. Okay, uh, he's not going to. It's not happening. It's not happening at all. We'll be lucky to see a guy at thirty goals this year. Yeah. I mean, right now, what Dubois leads the team with fifteen. Wierenski leads leads the team. I think they're tied now with, du- with Dubois' goal last night. Okay, he you the, may he be had right. Deflected in and freaking Bemstrom, man, from the top of the circle. That's if what we we've could been just waiting get the on. Puck to him, and he can just hover there like Obi does. I mean, dear God, man, that shot is dangerous. It's lethal. Yeah, absolutely. That's that was good to see last night, especially to go up by two. Um, but that's kind of what we knew he was going to come in and do. That's what we've been hearing and hearing. You know that the puck just it just needs to find him more, and it and it will. I think especially after last night, that's that one timer was hot. Yeah, I mean that thing you couldn't. I, I, there's no way Flurry saw it. No, there's no way it just know. went right by his face. And he was he was in the mix on that Dubois goal too. Um, obviously. He didn't get the the credit for it, but I mean, at at the at first glance, it looks like it could have deflected off either of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ended up deflecting off Dubois, I believe. But yeah, no, I mean, if dear, I mean, if we can get him the puck more often, I mean, I I just with all the hype surrounding Bimstrom and Texas A, like I just want to start seeing these guys live up to that hype. And yeah. I feel like it's just so close because the team's winning, 
We're, we're fighting success on the ice. And when you're winning, I feel like you're, you know, these guys are bound to get opportunities. And I feel like Bimstrom's just, it's so close to just going. He's on. getting there. He'll be there. I mean, first year really in the league. Um, you know, what's crazy is we haven't talked about Bjorkstrand in a while. He's kind of just been forgotten, honestly. Not gone, but not forgotten for now. Whenever he comes back, he's going to be a welcome piece. Yeah. But he's third on the team in goals still. <laughs> How long has he been injured? He's been injured. He's been out for at least two and a half, three weeks. Right? He has 12 goals. He's third on the <laughs> team right still, now. He's still third. That is insane. He was on such a yeah. hot streak. Oh, he, he was. Hurt. He was scoring almost every other night, if not every night, before he got hurt. Yeah. And he'd probably, I guarantee, if he did not go on the IR, he'd probably have 20 goals. He he'd be leading the team right now in goals. Oh, absolutely! Not even a question. He his his shot improved so much from the beginning of the season to where he was before he got injured. It's just it's unbelievable. the The coaching staff, as much shit as we gave them at the beginning of the season, um, people were calling for Torch's head, for Larson's head, and now this it's crazy. Ever since McLean showed up, this team has turned a corner. I wouldn't give all credit to McLean. Obviously, I'm not he's giving a him good, all the credit, but it's and been ever just, since he showed up. Yeah. We've started this hot streak. Yeah, um, I was I was never calling for Torch's head. I was always calling for uh, Larson's head because I wasn't talking about you in particular. Well, I know I was just I just wanted to make clear, I just want to clear that up. No, for sure, <laughs> Larson. But I mean, how many back to back years? You know, you got back to back years. You got to bring in a, a a coach to do what your job is. That just that's what kind of irked me. And said, "All right, bud." So that, sh- yes, you're absolutely right. I agree with you on that 100. Yeah. percent Last year it was uh, who was it? Uh, St. Louis. Yeah. Um, this year McLean, but that all, that just goes to show that Larson does way more than just the power play. Yeah, I mean, I I guess there is stuff that I mean, the power play just gets the magnitude of of the attention because you expect to be successful on the power play. Right. Because you're up a man. Right. And when that is almost dead last in the league, that that is definitely what is highlighted. So, yeah. So uh, I would say he, maybe there is more value to Larson and he does a lot more than what we assume. Um, so, yeah, I mean, given the benefit of the doubt there, I guess, but still. <laughs> He's doing it. Hey, look, if, if Torch is going to stand up for him and, and say good things about him, then I'm here for it. That's fair. That's fair. I'll follow towards into the dark abyss. Ah, uh, yeah. At this at this point, I will too. And if we get to the playoffs and win some games, Torts should be in the conversation for the Jack Adams. I think he already should be. For, for what is happening, absolutely. Now I know uh, whatever Pittsburgh's coach name is. Uh, whatever. Um, he's probably leading it right now. That's true because they do have a lot of injuries as well. But only. <laughs> It's Pittsburgh, though. They have always have good depth and always good players. It's not like Malkin's still playing. Yeah. Pittsburgh's He's not Pittsburgh's hurt. Pittsburgh's like Ohio State. They never rebuild. They reload. I hate it. And it, it's the, I hate it, too. I hate them. I, Yeah. We can't do that. We get hurt. We have to bring up all these rookies we've never seen play before. <laughs> and maybe we'll get lucky. Yeah. We've gotten lucky. We've, we've gotten good. We're, I, I would even say we're not lucky right now. We're good. I agree. Like... You love to see it. You do. God, I love that we're having this conversation right now. This is awesome. <laughs> I did. I did not think that this was where we would be. This is amazing. At just all. little boomers, just sit back and just bask in this because it's not going to last forever. Just enjoy every bit of this while you can because we are. 
dominating teams that we should not be dominating right now yeah. with this lineup that we have. A shutout against Vegas Dude, in we, Vegas last night with this lineup? We're, we're frustrating teams. Like, you can see the frustration build on the ice, especially with Vegas last night. Like, we just didn't give them an opportunity ever to, to score. Um, I mean, sure, there were a couple moments where, you know, one went off the crossbar, but still... I mean, and also, didn't Savvy or somebody block a shot with his ass again? Yeah, Sa- um, uh, David Savard all- blocked yeah, so, another I mean, shot with his asshole. <laughs> he likes to use his asshole for blocking shots. We're not going to judge. Good for you, so Good Savvy. for you, Savvy. Uh, but, I mean, we're, we're frustrating teams. I mean, when we, you shut out, we shut out Vegas. We hold Boston to one goal. Arguably the best team in the league. I mean, hell, Pasternak, who plays for Boston, has 30 goals and 35 assists on the season. Just him himself. That's unbelievable. Our top point scorer has what? Like maybe 30 points? Yeah, that's combined. That's goals and assists combined. Our two top goal scorers have as much as Pasternak. We we are holding these teams with these. And sorry, that was my laptop. Uh, We were holding these these good teams just to one to. One goal, two goals, shut out. I mean, I can't explain it. I don't have the words. I'm struggling to get it out of my mouth because I don't know what it's the t- hell I, I'll tell you what it is. As Warren likes to say, fundamentals. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> fundamentals. It is fundamentals. It's it's also team play. It's not giving up on the puck. It's these guys that are coming up from the from the monsters and wanting to prove themselves and playing their asses off every night. Look at Gerby, man. Uh, before Gerby has to go off to the bench for a line change, he he just goes and just you know checks a couple guys just for the fun of it, just puts a body into a couple guys, <laughs> and he throws a hard body for being five four. He yeah. really does. Yeah. He'll throw a dude into the bench if he wants to. He's crazy. Guys like that, Robinson. I want to see Sherwood come back up and play with this team right now. Uh, Stenland is playing out of his mind right now. It's it's just so much fun to watch all these guys that have played together already on the Monsters, showing that chemistry in the NHL. And just destroying teams. Uh, Riley Nash is loving every second of this too, with his line that he's he's got two rookies on his line. I love Riley Nash's attitude. It's amazing. Like no matter what we do, no matter what line we put him on, he's just he's completely fine with it. Consistent. He's consistent. He does his job, and he makes what who whatever rookies around him better. And I know people shit on him sometimes because you know he doesn't score a lot of goals. He, he he was a and to what we always kind of talk about. He's a kind of a product of his line because before he came here, he was playing on you know with Boston and he was playing on one one or two uh, in the first two lines. So he was scoring a lot of goals. He played a lot with Marshawn and Boston. Yeah, so I mean that's obviously going to help and contribute. But he's a solid veteran presence that when you put him on, you know, you put him in the center of two rookies, the line is good, no matter what. And he you know he may not be lighting up the score sheet, but. He's doing things as as a veteran would do them, and he's he leads by example, and I love it. And I will say about Riley Nash, just to add to, I love his attitude. When uh, we went to that High Bank Distillery um, private event, there all the players went there, and they were uh, just basically hanging out with fans, right? And a lot of them were behind the bar making drinks. A lot of them were playing like shuffleboard. They were playing pinball. They were walking around just talking with fans and they, they were supposed to be there for two hours. Well, every, all the players left after like their time was up. They all left. They all went on the team bus. They all, they like, they drove a bus there. Some drove their cars there and everyone left. And Riley Nash stuck behind the bar for like another hour just by himself, 
just like making drinks still i didn't know that that's pretty cool <laughs> just talking to fans like it just casually just like didn't didn't want to leave all the other guys not to say that's bad you know you know you're there for two hours it's work and you know these guys want to go home and have fun too they all just left right right out right when they were supposed to right but that's nash fun. just stuck around that's pretty cool just you know hung he out likes he likes it here yeah he took off because all the all of them wore their jerseys but he took off his jersey wearing his street clothes and just just chilling you love to see i love it. his attitude yeah he's a he's a really good fit here He's a good fit because he keeps his head down. He works hard, and he doesn't complain. You know, he he takes what he what he can. What he takes what Torts gives him, really, and he runs with it. And that's what this team is all about. That's why we're doing so well, is because of attitudes like Riley Dash, where you know if you do get sent down or moved around, you got to just kind of roll with the Torts blender, and that's what it is. Yeah, you love to see it, man. I I'm excited, and look, I'm I'm gonna say I'm not putting the plug back in because I don't want to jinx it now. Attaboy. Not going to put it back in. That's what we like to hear. But the team is poised for a playoff run. <sighs> but I'm not putting the plug back in. But There's a difference. You just said that. No. <laughs> I did not. You can't just say that. I just said it, though. The, I, we're at, we have a great op- Okay, I'll rephrase it. We have a great opportunity for a playoff it run. It is a fact that we're in a good spot right we're now. In a good spot. Okay. We, have, we, we, are, we now see the depth of this organization. When guys start getting healthy, you know, they they got to kick it into gear and play out of their mind or else, you know, opportunities are going to come where Yarmo can possibly make trades. We have $10 million in cap space. I'm telling you, man. The only thing that worries you be me. be excited if you're a Blue Jackets fan right now. I'm excited for Atkinson and Bjorkstrand to come back. And honestly, and Corpy. And that's really it. Because Now, hear me out. Because we were not doing well at all with all the rest of these guys that are on IR in at all we were not jordan you pulled the plug with those guys in i did and now that we're playing so well it makes me nervous that when these guys come back that's going to just stop happening it doesn't know that 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 does make me nervous as well and that's why these guys that are on the ir watching this happen without them they have to come back hungry, they have right? to come back and realize that they, they, have they have to buy into what's happening they have to buy into this system they have to buy into this team mentality they have to buy into torches, block every damn shot you get an opportunity to because we're seeing a lot of people use their bodies for that. They got to buy into the four checking. They got to buy into everything that this that is making this team successful. That we I feel like we didn't see a lot of when these guys went on the IR. Right, right. So these guys are seeing what's developing. They have to come back, or else you know I could, I would not be surprised if Torch makes healthy scratches on these guys. Yeah, he's no. He's been known to do it. He will scratch anybody at any time. Now the way Elvis is playing, when Corby comes back, who gets the first start? Uh, Corpy. I mean, if Corpy's healthy and, and he has the green light and everything is good to go, I mean, I think Corpy is our number one. I really do. It's a tough decision. It is. It's a tough decision, but it's a good decision to have as a coach. Yeah, it is. We do have. We now we have a real goaltending problem. Which one do we start? Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember the week before Corpy got hurt, <laughs> and we, you said we had a goaltending problem because Elvis Cause sucked <laughs> Elvis was not good and, and now, then Corby got hurt and now we really had a goaltending problem you know what little uh little boomers fifth liners honestly I think you have me and Kyle to thank for the success of this team <laughs> because everything we say everything we say is truth at that moment and then the team gets better there we go it's so it's our it's you are welcome you are welcome the CBJ artillery single-handedly has made this team better. You know why? It's because Yarmo just listens to our podcast, and that's how he Absolutely. makes all, our, all of his decisions. Absolutely, he does. You know, it is kind of funny. Obviously, we don't know if he does or not. 
but a lot of our thoughts every time we we say something it seems like with a day or two later what we said happens sometimes 70 percent of the time it happens every time <laughs> <laughs> okay not not to say you know not just, to toot our own horns, I'm just but saying, I think we know some, what the fuck we're talking about. I think there's about. some upper-level management <laughs> listening to this podcast. Well, we know that already for a fact. We do, yeah. Love getting those emails. We, we talk to them not to. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> those are fun. Fun emails. Yeah. All right. I. you have anything else? No, I'm done. So, yeah. Hey, if you're going to any games, if you're going to the Nationwide Arena, uh, they're back home, aren't they? Yeah, they're back home here. Back home on Tuesday. Tuesday versus Boston. Uh Outside of Section 111, which is right behind the Cannon, High Bank Distillery. They have a bar right there. You can get any of their spirits. They're awesome. Um, they're our official sponsor. They're proud partners with the Columbus Blue Jackets. They got Whiskey War. They got High Bank Vodka. They got the State House Gin. Um, all, all types of awesome, awesome spirits there. So check them out outside of Section 111. Uh, if you don't have tickets to the game. How are you going to get in there? You got you to get tickets to the game. And how you do that is you go to SeatGeek.com. Download the app. You d- yeah, you download the SeatGeek mobile app. One of the best third-party ticketing apps available. Cheap tickets. If you use our promo code CBJ, you get $20 off your first-time purchase. Beautiful. And then if you don't actually want to go to the game and you want to watch the game somewhere, you can actually just go to High Bank Distillery, located in Grandview, right off of uh, Grandview Avenue area. Good, Goodale. Goodale. That's the, that's the, that's Goodale. the name of the road. Goodale yeah. Boulevard. Right across, across from the yard. Grandview Yard, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, go there. Uh, they got some awesome food, a lot of TVs. You'll have a good time. Uh, we're doing a watch party? Uh, we are. We'll uh, we'll announce the details of that probably in the next week or so. Uh, we got to lock down a couple more things, but we do have a date, and, and we'll announce that Go later. check out our coffee. I don't know if they're still doing the giveaway, Jennings Java. <laughs> Yeah, JenningsJava.com. Uh, they're doing the, the coffee subs- subscription. Yeah, you can now get a coffee subscription. So for go ahead and subscribe powder. to the Cannon Powder. That's yeah. right. You can get a monthly subscription there. I don't know how much it is, but just go do it anyways because it, it supports us. They're doing a giveaway with like three free bags or something like yeah. that of coffee. So go check it out. You might want a free bag of coffee. Yeah, go to uh, Jennings Java's uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. If you tag a friend, uh, you're el- eligible to win Three free bags of our coffee blend. You love to hear it. Love to hear. Also, hey, we dropped our brand new Boomer T-shirt too. Uh, Boomer's legacy lives on, ladies and gentlemen. Gone but not forgotten. Gone but not forgotten. We'll Easily, I would say one of the hottest selling T-shirts right now in Columbus. One of the top mascots of all time. Uh, your support has made us not have to work for another year because of the shirt. So thank you. Better than gritty. Yes, absolutely better than gritty. Way better than gritty. Yeah, gritty's a bitch compared to Boomer. If only they would just bring him back. Bring back Boomer. We we, we need to start the movement. We got to find a guy, somebody or a girl, who can make us a Boomer costume. I'm so sure I can show up to a game. And He's a, in Nationwide somewhere. We just got to go find him. You think so? We you don't think like, they just threw him in the dumpster? We should break into Nationwide. And we have, well, I, we've got connections. Yeah, we can, we can find him. We can do this. All right, little Boomers. Thanks for listening to episode, what is this, 118 or 119? I've lost count. I've lost count, too. Doesn't One something. Matter. It's in the teens. One yeah, teen. It's somewhere around there. Uh, hey, we'll see you Wednesday, and hopefully we will... Uh, I think we're going to try to go to the game on Thursday against Carolina. Military Appreciation Night. Come out and support troops, little boomers. Support the troops. Yeah, we'll see you Wednesday for our next pod, and I'm going to say Jackets win 3-2. What's your score prediction versus Boston? Uh, against Boston, we lose that one 4-1. to Damn. All this hype... This amazing podcast about the Blue Jackets, and you're just going to say we lose 4-1. Can't win them all, bud. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. All right. We're out. Goodbye. Love you. Source? <laughs>